everybody. Welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, and today we are talking about The Predator. As always, I'm Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And yeah, I'm not leading this episode today. Adrian is, which I think is kind of a surprise because people always ask me about The Predator, but I don't have that much knowledge. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping that like later on you can kind of like talk a little bit about it because I think that like I don't know. People classify this as like a horror slasher monster movie. We have like I have a whole piece no. for that, yeah. uh, but no. I, I don't know. But I imagine that's probably why no. they ask you. Oh, Matt, no. you can't say no. You don't. You're not the horror person. I'm gonna say no right now. Oh, okay, first of all, Matt, we we're definitely it's somewhere way 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 back when. But I think we established that everything can be classified as horror if you look <laughs> at it in a certain way. Because I think what we told Kate, I think that one time. Yes, this is this is a valid thing. <laughs> I think we said that somewhere. I will uh, say yeah. what I have to say for later. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, there's no like real really rhyme or reason why we're doing a Predator episode. I was like, well, I mean, the a, game did come out. The game did come out. I didn't even realize that was a game because one, it's like a PlayStation 4 slash like PC thing. I don't know who would play that game on PC. Uh, but two, I just went into like a YouTube rabbit hole where I clicked on one video the other day and then like another video and another video. And now I've watched all the Predator movies again. So <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Um, so for our intro question, we'll just keep it real basic because this isn't like a huge franchise. We've covered like lots of huge franchises over the last couple of weeks. So this one should be um, a little bit you know more tame. But which of the... Predator movies is your favorite, including Alien vs. Predator and the other one that came out. Um, is your favorite movie? We'll start with Kate. The Robert Rodriguez one. I think it's Predators or something like that. I really love that movie. It's really, really well done. And it was shot in Austin, which is also kind of cool. I'm also a Robert Rodriguez fangirl, so that probably has everything to do with that being my choice. <laughs> Because it's Predator, but at the same time, it's filled with a lot more of the absurd, not absurd, but like a lot of the like more heavy handed, gory action than some of the other movies. And that's just because that's that's Robert Rodriguez's thing. But I also like the lore that they establish it. And I actually really like the characters. Plus, I'm a sucker for put convicts in an area or put people in an area and have them run from something. Um, Ah, That one leaned completely into the trope. Ah, so you must have really liked this Stone Cold Steve Austin convict movie that came out. The Condemned? I've seen the it Condemned like three is... times. <laughs> I really do like that movie, unironically. <sighs> uh, yeah, I actually just finished watching Predators as we like were about to start recording, and I can agree. I think it's still still really good. What about is you? it really good or just like decent? No, it's really no, it's, good. It's pretty good. It takes all like, the best it... parts of like... We'll talk about it, but he takes all the best parts of like the Predator movies and puts it in one movie without like all right, what we so did in once again, The Predator. Matt, if you say your favorite movie is The is Predator. The all right, so once again. Right now. So once again, Matt has to be with the reason of all of these people here. Um, I'm going with Predator because uh, Predator is Matt years old. Um, the very first one. <laughs> um, also, I mean, that one's pretty good. I do enjoy it. Um, obviously, Predator 2 is... Not amazing, but it's very interesting only because we add this weird, like, uh, I believe city element that gets weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those two are probably the big ones. Obviously, they're probably the most famous ones or whatever. Um, don't care for the... T- uh, basically, everything after that, I just don't really care for that much. The Predator 2010 is not that bad of a movie. Um, that's probably the only decent one they that's... make in the next, like, 30 years. 
That's what we're saying. But also, it's a, it's a good movie. It has Adrian Brody. It's not a high bar, it has, though. It has Adrian Brody in it. That alone. Adrian Brody, Topher Grace, Alice Braga, like, Danny Trejo is in it. So, I mean, because, of course, it, yeah. it's Robert Rodriguez. But, like, it's a good movie. You even get a little, a young uh, Marshall Ali. So, like, yep. it's a good movie. Yeah, but Predator 2 had Danny Glover, Gary Busey, and Bill yes. Paxton in it. So, <laughs> exactly. I was like, hey, Danny Glover in this movie, Bill Paxton in this movie. Come on now. It's such a Whatever. weird, like, cast of characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we'll, we'll kind of get into it. Um, as we always do, we'll kind of do a brief history in this being a movie franchise. Obviously, we'll have some production history. Um, despite all of the comics and the books and, like, crossovers and stuff the production history is like very short so if you're not familiar with predator predator is a science fiction action media franchise centered on the film series depicting mankind's encounter with a race of extra extraterrestrial trophy hunters known as the predator following the release of rocky 4 that's the one where he fights the russian a joke circulated in Hollywood that Rocky Balboa had run out of earthly opponents and that he'd have to fight an alien in the fifth film if it were to be made. Screenwriters Jim and John Thomas took the inspiration from that joke and wrote a screenplay, and that's basically kind of how we get this movie here. You basically have um, a big, big dudes fight alien is like basically the premise of the first Predator movie. And it kind of obviously takes things from other movies, like what it's like to be hunted and kind of things like that. But at the very heart of it, it's like a bunch of commando guys are in the jungle and they have to avoid being killed by this super predator hunter alien. The script was picked up by 20th Century Fox in 1985 and was turned over to producer Joel Silver, who, based on his experience with commando, Turned, uh, decided to turn it into a science fiction pulp storyline and basically turn it into a big summer blockbuster because this does come out in June of 1987 and would basically be directed by John Tennerman, who we have talked about before because he's also the director of Die Hard, also the director of The Last Action Hero and 13th Warrior. But this would basically be, before he does Die Hard, he does this movie, and this is basically his first big studio film. And the studio would also hire on screenwriter Shane Black, not only to play a supporting role in the movie because he is in the movie, but also to kind of keep an eye on John due to his lack of directorial experience. And if you know Shane Black, obviously, like through the weapon, last action hero as a writer, director of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, The yeah. Predator. Uh, so when so are we getting the really great weapon movies thing? and then the a lot Predator. of bad ones. <laughs> yeah, but when are we getting Lethal Weapon? Because Lethal Weapon's actually great. And it's one of those weird franchises that people seem to forget about. Uh, Obviously, probably because as we get farther past the Jet Li one, they get kind of, what the hell are we doing? Here? I would definitely like to do Jet, a Lethal Weapon movie. But we also talk about Lethal Weapon 5 uh, with the crew of Always Sunny because I think their Lethal Weapon is one of the best Lethal Weapon movies <laughs> there is. <laughs> That's uh, fair. So, again, like they get like they get the screenplay together, 20th Century Fox greenlights it. And basically, like the movie is super central. Essentially... It's an 80s action movie, especially like an 80s movie in the late 80s. So you have big dudes, big action, big explosions, a bunch of one-liners, some of my favorite one-liners, actually, when it comes to like 80s action movies. But the big difference here between like Predator and something like Die Hard or Top Gun or like those kind of movies is that you basically have a monster movie with like a one-on-one showdown between like a man and a monster at the end. But a lot of the other tropes are still there with 
just overly misogynistic stuff and like muscles. And I thought that this movie could be made today, like shown today, but they say some stuff in that movie, especially, uh, <laughs> yeah, they say some stuff in that movie that definitely wouldn't, wouldn't fly. They have to change some of their, uh, wording around, but basically predator comes out in 1987 and finishes top 10 in its grossing, which I think is pretty decent considering it comes from a very simple premise. And then two, the movies that come out in basically December 1986 and 1987 are pretty good. So you have Beverly Hills Cops 2, Fatal Attraction, Platoon, Lethal Weapon, which all make more than Predator. But you also have movies like Dirty Dancing, La Bamba, RoboCop, Full Metal Jacket, The Best, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, Dream Warriors, and Spaceballs all come out that same year. And See, I was born in a great year. Thank you very much. <laughs> all come out the same year, but... Uh, Predator makes more than those mentioned in the second half of that. Um, I will say, I do like the uh, premise they do of the trophy hunter. That was probably the most intriguing thing that I've always liked about the Predator stuff. It's just like, we show up here to take on... Which they kind of done in comics, I'm assuming. Isn't there a comic run that they do that with, too? Where we go fight thing? But I thought it was always just interesting the way they they basically like... Which I guess we see later in the later films of the whole stuff, but like... They're not like, they're the weird monster of like, it's not like we're coming here just to kill and destroy you. We're here just to collect a trophy. Yeah. And that's it. Which we see in all the films, especially when it comes to like, which we'll probably get into the way the Predator acts in a lot of these movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But the simple part of it is, and we'll kind of, we'll try to jump into about why those here, um, is that you basically like have this summer blockbuster that explodes into a decently sized franchise outside of just movies like Matt was mentioning. So basically from the first Predator movie, we have different movies so predator obviously 1987 basically you have predator in the jungle predator 2 in 1990 this is the one with danny glover uh gary Busey, and bill paxton this one is directed by stephen hopkins who also is the director of dangerous game nightmare on stream 5 and lost in space and this one is predator in the concrete jungle alien versus predator <laughs> Do you like that? I thought that was pretty good. I I, I was really happy. I was I read it earlier. It didn't even hit me because I was talking about, oh, yeah, they go to the city. And then he goes, concrete jungle. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's concrete. literally all it is. I'm very happy with that one, personally. Alien versus Predator in 2004, which is directed by Paul Anderson, who also does Mortal Kombat 1, Soldier, Resident Evil, uh, Dead or Alive, and Event Horizon. And this is Predators, but with aliens. And we go from AVP with his Predator with aliens to... Alien vs. Predator, Requiem, in 2007, which is directed by Greg <laughs> and Colin Strauss, who have literally no movies I'd ever heard of, so I didn't put anything. And this one is Predator, but with a Predalien and dark camera shots. This is one of the most worst shot movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and I hate this movie it. movie is awful. I like trash. That is too trashy for me. You don't. This movie is just a black screen. You can't see Dude, what's all this going movie on. is. <laughs> I think I have a very specific brand. I'm okay with like dumb action movies if like there's like cool stuff going on. But if I can't see the cool stuff going on, your movie's bad, and I don't like it. Also, Predator could have bra- been cool, but you couldn't see it. Yeah, it's cool when you look at all of like the lightened up shots. <laughs> like, it's cool. It's got dreads. Just, just you, turn you, you that put... contrast all the way up. Turn the brightness yeah. all the way up. Dude, it's it's like. They got at the beginning of the video game, they're like, oh, turn your brightness up so you can, or turn your brightness down so you can barely see the logo. And they just went the whole other direction. They were like, nah. I'm gonna make this hard. Yeah, we don't want to see anything in this movie. For the record, that movie has a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. It deserves less. 
It deserves less. Yeah. Movie deserves like a two. I'm telling you, it's just a black screen. It's all that movie. God, it's so about. bad. Like, here's a <laughs> subplot about family. Here's a subplot with some teenagers breaking into a thing because they're because they're like I. I love on. AVP. I will never watch Requiem. I saw it on FX. I saw about half of it, and then I got frustrated, so I left the channel, watched an episode of something else, came back, and it was still on, so I finished it, and it was just, it was, no. You don't even get to see the, them fighting in, like, the climax of the movie. So, so I'm pretty um, sure, which obviously um, you're going to get into, but these two movies end up setting up, sadly, I think, why people are down on this next movie. Yes. Yeah. So you have Predators in 2010, um, which is directed by Nimrod until, but produced by Robert Rodriguez, which is why Kate was talking about uh, Robert Rod earlier. And this one is basically just Predator 1, but on an alien planet and bigger Predators is like the essential thing it's of this so movie. It's so fun, though. Like, uh, but it's really so good. Many predators. It's good. And I'm a sucker for like callbacks to like original material and stuff. And this one, this one's full of it. This one's yeah. full of it. Also, just to point out, Lawrence Fishburne was the Bowery King here first before he was yeah, the Bowery King. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, he was talking well, to his, so like, his pet parrots for sure in that movie. Or uh, pigeons. So, like in that I said, movie. this movie gets probably overlooked a lot, even though I don't think it's as good as what y'all are saying, are, but I don't think it's a bad movie. But I do think this movie gets overlooked a lot just because the one that comes before it, and then obviously. We'll get to the next one, which is probably just as bad. It's worse. It's not worse. I tried. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I do know by the time really Predators hard. come, people are kind of tired of Predator because of the previous movies. Yeah. Which... Predators is good. I, I think I think that it doesn't get enough love, but I think if you went and watched it again, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is this is pretty good. This I own like... it. I own the DVD. But then eight years later, you get The Predator where Shane Black comes in and is like, oh, I'm not going to write or be in my movie. I'm just going to direct the movie. And this one is like super ultimate predator, but with action. And there's like some fugitive subplot where like one of the predators like a fugitive, but he's like killing humans, but he's trying to like give technology to us to kill other predators. It's so bad. And then the doctor all of a sudden is able to run step for step with like an elite predator, even though she's like just a doctor. I don't, I don't get that movie really at all. Uh, the thing I tried to watch it. It was terrible. The thing that was hilarious was at Fantastic Fest. I I mean I just wore graphic tees the entire time, and I wore I have a t shirt from the Predator uh, video game that I got at PAX West, and so I was wearing that. And I did the red carpet for In the Shadow of the Moon, which has Boyd Holbrook, who is actually a phenomenal actress. He plays Quinn in the Predator. And he gave me a hug because I was wearing a Predator t-shirt. And I was like, oh, honey, I hate that movie. But it's fine. You're giving me a hug. <laughs> um, oh. And I felt so awkward because I was just like, mm, I'm sorry. Yeah, nod. I liked it. That's totally what this shirt is. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, that yeah. movie's just all over the place. And... I don't know what Shane Black was thinking. Like, you were on the first Predator, my guy. Like, you know what the people want. Like, that is not what the people want in their Predator movie. And the cast, That's... it's a letdown because the cast is actually really good. Keegan-Michael Key, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Thomas Jane. Like, freaking Theon Greyjoy's in there, too. Like, they have yeah. a lot of people in there that should make the movie good. 
Yeah, and like their scenes together, like when they're like you know going back and forth, is good. But the plot of the movie is just dumb. Like it's just a dumb plot, and nothing's really explained. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not good, and I don't like it. And it is erased from my memory. And we're gonna move on because, yeah, there are. Adrian, you tell me you can't pick up a shotgun and start shooting things like without looking and nailing it. Look, man, you can pick up a shotgun and get lucky. You cannot. I don't care who you are. You are not running step per step with a predator if all you've done your whole life is spend your whole life in a lab and like you're like in heels. Like that's just not gonna happen. Like it's just 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 not. I'm sorry. Labs give you special powers. Labs give you I special power. Them. And apparently gives you the powers to run with a thing that's seven feet tall and is like literally built to kill things. Oh god, that movie's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's real bad. And the whole the whole the thing is all seat like Shane Black, like you were like a part of one of the coolest like monster designs ever, and you're like, hey, let's just make the predator, super predator, all CGI. Let's not even like put a dude in a suit like we did back in 1987. Let's just make it a CGI thing. Oh, God, so dumb. Shame on you, Shane Black. Shame on you. Anyway, from there, basically, almost right after we have um, the first two Predator movies, we do get lots of things that kind of expand the universe. So, first, you have the novels, primarily done by Dark Horse, and these are. Um, novels from 1995 to 2008 and they're primarily just about humans with run-ins with predators here on earth um, so different just different situations about them kind of coming back and things like that kind of all around the planet where you get a lot of the story with the predators fleshed out is in the comics and these are again also done mostly by dark horse and these basically come out immediately after the first one comes out and we get to know more about um, the Predators as a people. You also have lots of crossovers, things like Judge Dredd, Batman, Superman. He actually fights Batman quite a bit. Like, they fight, I don't know why they fight Batman so much. Like, why do they want to fight Batman so Trophy much? Trophy hunting. Batman's the best. Therefore, Predators got to take on and the they best. Fight Superman. Like, I like Predators, but like, I didn't read the comics where they fought Superman, but I don't, I'm not liking their chances there against <laughs> Superman. I'm, uh, I'm really not. Uh, but, Thing. They also have a crossover with Tarzan, Witchblade, and definitely the most famous one of all of those is going to be their things with Alien and the franchise, and would basically be the principal start for what we have for the Alien vs. Predator movies in the early 2000s. There are uh, various different video games that basically start essentially in 1987, and most of the video games that are out are basically based on the movies. And Sony recently published Predator Hunting Ground in April of this year. That's essentially like one of those. I don't know. I don't know what the genre for the game was, but like one of those games, like where you have one guy's the monster, four guys people. It's an asymmetrical it's, shooter. It's it's evolve, like we talked about last week. It's basically <laughs> just evolve. It, yeah, it's right. Um, I will say I do remember because I wanted to look up because I was like, I'm pretty sure I played. Pretty sure I played the 1992 uh, video game Predator Two. That one, I do remember that one. Um, I don't remember some of these other ones because I mean obviously there's some but I don't remember that one. Um, there was the one in 2005 which the screen looks familiar but I forgot it existed. Predator Concrete Jungle, but I forgot that existed. No, nope, that's is that the, the actual name of the game. the game? Is it actually Concrete Jungle? Yes, it's Predator Concrete Jungle, developed by Eurocon for Xbox for PlayStation 2 and Xbox consoles. I have. I remember this game. I now that I'm looking at it, I do remember it coming out. I never touched it, and obviously I know why because this movie this game was rated awful. 
So I have never played any of the Predator games other than Predator Hunting Grounds, which we've played a couple of times at PAX West. Um, I do want to specify that it is more than just one person versus than the Predator versus humans. The really cool thing with it that I wish I had, I didn't have a, that I wish I had a PlayStation Four. I would I would have played it because this is right. This is my jam. Is that you actually? It's one versus four versus um, environment. AI. So you essentially because it's an it's the army infiltrating something. You're literally working out. You're working as in a military person going into a base and so you have to avoid npcs at the same time as the predator stalking you from the top so it gives it a really cool mechanic and it's really fun the class system was kind of weird but we also didn't i mean everybody on our team chose like the same class so we didn't get to see a lot except of me oh, except i chose a different class you did because you're special <laughs> but uh but no it's it, it was actually a really interesting game i i mean but I also really love asymmetrical games a lot. Matt and I have talked about it. He's like, I'll play one match, and I'm done. And I'm like, no, I want to play all day. Um, so I do know this game came out. Obviously, it came out. Um, it wasn't well-received review. I know they, I think some people felt like it's not like it rushed or something, because there was just a lot of issues and just other stuff. Yeah, when I was like... Um, like I very, thought it was a beta very, that came out. The very brief stuff that I looked at, it was like, oh, it got delayed. It was supposed to release earlier, but it got released in April. And then obviously, like April was like coronavirus time, so like I don't really know anyone who like has this game personally. But IGN gave it a five out of, a five out of ten. Um, it's on PS4, but also on Windows, so PC. But I, who's playing that? I don't know who's playing, but it is it is a game that exists. But you can also um, like, said- play as Predator in Mortal Kombat. 10 so there's that yeah like i said i do remember playing obviously like i said i played pax west it seemed like an interesting concept um that had some cool elements and they said and some other dynamics as kate had mentioned it just seemed i don't i can't say for a fact it just seemed like they rushed the game out i don't know why it just i always said can't say i played the final product but we just from everything i saw and the way yeah we played an alpha Oof. and that was pax west and then like i honestly didn't realize the game actually fully because kate and i talked about this before this episode like and Kate was like, the game fully released. And I was like, I thought that was just literally the beta that came out. But apparently the beta came out, I believe, and it was in March. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. something like that. And then apparently they decided to go with April. So I thought the the alpha was done pretty well for, for being an alpha. But then when it launched, it had a lot of the same issues. Honestly, I'm wondering if it's something of the genre that when it comes to bugs and patches and just not, have, not knowing how to troubleshoot it as well. Because it had a lot of the same issues as last year and Friday the 13th. So it would be interesting to know, but also, and Resident Evil ended it. Uh, yeah, same with Resident Evil too. Lobbies are a giant problem, and then just yeah. in-game patches, and of course, when you're doing one versus four versus everybody, is also other dynamics that make it fairly hard. Um, but yeah, I haven't played it since, so I can't really say. I've just kept up with it and kind of watched a lot of people respond to it, I guess, um, which hasn't been positive. So. Yeah. Um, but that's basically what we got. We got, I mean, and there's a pinball machine because there's always a pinball machine. Oh, and <laughs> is there a musical? There, there is no musical, unfortunately, but there, <laughs> I think there deserves to be one. Like, give me a movie where someone plays as like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like is singing and like, I don't know. I'd like to see it. Give it to me, please. Oh, I think I do know why um, I thought but, the thing because I think they were. What'd you say? Oh, sorry. I said, I think I know why I think, because I saw they, I think they're adding Arnold Schwarzenegger to the game. I believe this is coming in an update. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. That is what it was, because you told me that. And I was like, ooh. That's why I thought it wasn't out yet. 
Yeah, there's no so. official musical. There's a, I saw a bunch of like parody musical things online, like animation wise, but no official musical. But I do like the music though in the first Predator movie, and they kind of like mix it up a little bit in Predators, which is kind of cool. But from from there, just kind of talking primarily about the first movie and kind of what they do with special effects and kind of why it's important. We'll start with the Predator itself. Um, so at least to me, like at its heart, like Predator and the franchise as a whole is basically a monster movie. Maybe I don't know creature feature. I don't know what these terms are. And again, I'll defer. I'll defer to Kate in like the specifics of that. Um, and I don't know what horror people think about this movie in terms of like monster movie or slasher movies or what they call it. But all I know is that Arnold is a, is a final girl for sure in this first movie. <laughs> he is. He's a final girl, and he wins. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, when it comes to horror as a piece, it's, it's horror in that it takes the slasher, the slasher subgenre and utilizes it. So when you look at the types of kills, the way he kills, and then of course, actually, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a final girl, um, it hits all of the notes that it needs to hit to be a slasher. That said, um, it is. So when you look at Alien, Alien is also inspired by those same things, but Alien also uses other elements of horror that the Predator doesn't. So whereas Alien uses claustrophobic settings and lighting, music, uh, more horror trappings that makes it a horror movie, um, a horror sci-fi versus an action sci-fi, Predator goes the other way and uses action instead of action beats instead of those horror beats to make it an an action sci-fi movie um but it it had it its blueprint is a slasher that's usually which is kind of so the reason i always like to not really count this as a horror movie kind of in the same sense of like and whether it's fair or not is while the predator kills a lot of people in this movie it unlike alien where the creature is just trying to kill everything yeah always trying to kill anything the predator actually has a set it's like obviously an intelligent creature it's obviously it's set determined like what it's doing there's plenty of moments you see where it specifically does not kill people um and you know it depends on who he the predator itself is looking for a target as we said trophy hunter in a sense and obviously defined with action versus like this is a creature that just wants to kill remove and conquer per se Yeah, have slasher has examples that go with that, but for the most part, you're not wrong. Yeah, again, like I don't. This is like one of those things where I know when we talked about Blade, people were like, "Oh, Blade's a horror movie." I was like, "No, nah, Blade's just a kick-ass action movie with vampires in it." But oh. I guess like vampire. I don't yeah, know. No, that's, that's about that's how I go with it. I think the first one is See, look, this, kind this, of more horror. This, this, this is the conversation. But then we, we go had. to the other. Yeah, one no, no. So, way so back what when. Matt said. No, what Matt said. The the first Blade and Blade Two. Blade Two is mainly because of Guillermo del Toro, and he, the man can't do anything that isn't horror. But by the time you hit Blade <laughs> Trinity, it's just a freaking comic book movie. But the yes, other, like the last one clearly. Yeah, but ultimately, Blade as itself as a property initially was a horror comic. So. Yes, I will agree. The first one definitely has probably more horror in even in the second one. But yes, by the time we get to the third yeah. one, I'm like, there's no more horror in this yeah. thing. But to it's Matt's just vampires. With yeah, but to Matt's point, um, you the the slasher trope that's being used in Predator gets it, it uses the action pieces, which are these are two enemies fighting versus this is something that is extremely powerful and overpowering the other person, and they have to overcome it in some way. 
um, versus these are two enemies. Not saying that Arnold is equivalent to the Predator, but they're two people that actually see each other as enemies versus somebody actually just being prey. Even though his name is the Predator, the other person, like the other part of the equation, is is recognized. Game recognized game a little bit. I just I just need you to tell me whether or not Arnold and Danny Glover are final girls. That's all. That's all I care about. Yes. Okay, great. They're my favorite final girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> so regardless of all that, it all starts kind of like this franchise wouldn't happen if you didn't have like a kick-ass monster for like these people to go against and kind of have that there. And the Predator that we get is much different than what we almost got. In fact, the designs and the shots were so bad that they had to pause production for eight months and basically redesign what the Predator looked like because most of the movie was done by that time and all they really needed to do was put in the scenes with the Predator, but it just came across so bad that they like pause reduction and was like, go back to the drawing board. Um, actually, Jean-Claude Van Damme um, was originally cast as a Predator with all intent that the action star would use his martial arts skills to make the Predator an agile ninja-like hunter. But when the 5'9 Van Damme was compared to Schwarzenegger, who is like 6'2", 6'3", and a massive human being, it became apparent that a more physically imposing man was needed to make the creature appear threatening. Um, Van Damme was removed from the film and replaced by this 7'4", Keith Peter Hall, who would also be in the suit in Predator 2, which weighed over 200 pounds. It just kind of worked a lot better. Um, The film's creature was also designed completely different like it was originally supposed to be a long neck dog-like head with a single eye and the design was abandoned when it became apparent that the jungle locations would make it shooting complex and too difficult like they were like oh the thing was designed weird and like the back leg made it so that you couldn't shoot in the jungle but really it was mainly because it was disgusting looking and i'm glad we never got this there's also like shots of van damme in the red suit for like special effects scenes and like for the regular scenes and it is terrible and if you're one of our patrons you can come look at these pictures where you have what we got for the predator and jean-claude van damme in the suit which looks bad this looks like a power rangers villain so i hate it so much yes so one the funny thing is when you first described that i was like so did they just try to make like et but make it bad um (laughs) and taller we're gonna make a larger version of et Instead of being a short little chubby thing, we'll elongate the body out and make him a beast. Um, two, this looks awful, but also I'm so glad because one of the main things that I have liked about the Predator outside, outside of the concept is the actual creature design they do use. I think what they do and everything is actually really cool with the concepts that they eventually chose, obviously. Yeah, it, it's, it's hilarious. Jean-Claude it's, Van it's hilarious to watch. Nine. Jean-Claude Van Damme like jump over stuff in the suit because it oh, looks no. absolutely ridiculous and like apparently he he hated the suit because it was too hot um he hated it because he thought that he'd be able to like show like his body and stuff but he's basically just in the suit the entire time so he hated his time as a predator because you know anything about Jean-Claude Van Damme he loved being shirtless and doing the splits yeah. None yeah. of that could be done in the Predators. And you can't really convey hey, that. Hey, hey. What you get in this? In hey, this hey! Movie. If you had that body, you would all want hey, to walk around. Hey, no! Shirtless. I wish more men were doing the splits now. They're not. He took up all the split time for guys. <laughs> he did it so well. Nobody else can do it now. Uh, however, luckily, Stan Winston, who has basically worked on like a- every major special effects movie in the early '70s, all the way up into the 2000s, um, until like basically he died. 
you know, Friday the 13th, 3, The Thing, Terminator, Aliens, Batman Returns, Jurassic Park, Galaxy Quest, Iron Man, Avatar. Um, he would basically come in with just what we get now as a design with a little bit of help of J- from James Cameron. So while on a flight to Japan with Aliens director James Cameron, Winston was doing concept art on the flight since he was also working um, on Aliens. And Cameron saw what he was drawing and said, I always wanted to see something like something with mandibles. And Winston basically was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And then gave the Predator mandibles. So the whole reason we have this mandible looking thing, or I mean, the mandibles specifically, which I think is like some of the coolest part of the design, comes from something James Cameron said on a flight to Japan. I, love I know it. we're supposed to hate James Cameron, but like every time we go and do one of these, James Cameron's somewhere. And I know yeah. he's supposed to be an arrogant bastard, but I'm also <laughs> like, if I'd have done all the stuff James Cameron did, I would also be an arrogant bastard. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. But we had like a really cool design, and he like looking at some of like his Sam Winston's or Stan Winston's interviews, he's definitely taking it in a much different direction, wanting to make it kind of more human like, but also like not human like to give the audience a kind of a thing that like, oh, this thing could really be out there compared to what we got originally, which looks like a rejected Power Rangers villain that like Rita spawned up, basically. It's bad. That thing is terrible. It's bad. Go look it up, guys. It's it's terrible. It's not good. Um, so we also get some pretty cool effects in this movie. I don't think it gets nearly kind of like the love that it gets, especially when it's coming out, you know, behind things like Jurassic Park and things, but you do have some cool special effects shots in here that are done pretty well. So this was all done by our Greenberg associates. They created the film's optical effects, including the creature's ability to go invisible, the thermal vision point of view, the glowing bud and the electrical spark effects. The invisibility effect was achieved by having someone in a bright red suit because it was the farthest thing from green of the jungle and the blue of the sky, the size of the creature. That's why you have all of these shots of Jean-Claude Van Damme in a red suit. Um, The take was then replaced without the actor using a 30% wider lens on the camera. And then when the two takes were combined optically, a vague outline of the alien could be seen in the background of the scenery, kind of giving that invisibility effect. Which is kind of cool. They basically like they reverse green screened it with with red, but also it also means you get to see videos of like him. Literally, I can't get this like scene out of my head. He's like jumping over like a he's like jumping over something. He's doing like a like a jump kick, like over some crates <laughs> or something. I'm and this is not what this is not what I picture of the predator doing. I don't picture him doing like a jump kick. Like it's just ridiculous for the thermal vision. Infrared film could not be used uh, because it did not register in the range of body temperature wavelengths with the obvious over 100 degree heat of filming in Mexico. So they basically had to blend optical film with thermal film, which meant if they messed up a scene, they had to go back and reshoot it all over again. Because you could, if you messed up even like a little bit, like if something was like even a little bit off, it would come up in when you're trying to merge the films together. So they had plenty of times where they had to go back and reshoot entire scenes because the scenes weren't shot almost identically um so i will say because when you think about so, it yeah like that's not how thermal vision works really when you're right. like, looking at it so the funny thing about this is obviously between how bad it is this movie obviously was made my fascination with thermal vision and i've always like just seeing stuff on an infrared spectrum and everything is it's always been fascinating cool and i've always loved the way they've done it in this film even though whether it's right or wrong obviously you learn a little more but just seeing how they did it 
like just the given the ability of like we're gonna give somebody thermal vision i just don't think they ever thought of that yeah. before necessarily yeah and especially and in 1987 cool. gotta be like yeah. super hard to convey because we don't see in that spectrum so like how do you get that across as like this is super special fan fancy technology when you don't really have anything like it to kind of really base off of which i think is really cool i played entire like the... video games in spectrum in infrared before <laughs> yeah like it doesn't bother me like in that seeing that way for some reason yeah, I mean, I, I always go thermal back in the Call of Duty days. It's a, it's a way to go. I play entire Batman in thermal. Really? Between Batman, the Call of Duty, uh, the Battlefield. Yeah, and Splinter Cell. I played so many games. In, uh, what was it? Uh, not Splinter Cell, but uh, the other Tom Clancy one. Um, Rainbow Six? Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon, The original yeah, yeah. Ghost Recon. Yeah, the original one. Yeah. But so many of those games just walked around in thermal vision all the time. Didn't bother me. Yeah, pretty cool. that Kate? I'm watching it's bad. original it's bad. Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's so Oh, okay, bad. okay. <laughs> it's bad, it's guys. So it's, really, bad. it's really not, it's it's not just... good, and he's so little. He's so little. Oh, my God. Him jumping. Okay, I just saw him jump over the log. Okay, this is... <laughs> the funny thing is, when he jumps over the log, he does the scanning thing, and you can see the hole where his face is. <laughs> it's awful. So... The glowing blood, which is obviously like a big thing for the Predators, is actually a very simple effect, but I think the coolest thing about it is that they had to make a bunch of it. So the glowing blood, it was achieved by basically just mixing green liquid from glow sticks and KY jelly. But since <laughs> obviously glow stick liquid goes out fast because it's just like a basic glow stick, they had to make a, a bunch. This should say bunch, not punch. Um they I had to make they a made bunch. Like a whole punch of it. Yeah. So all, all I'm thinking about is like they're just on set, like some dude in the back just mixing KY jelly and like breaking up glow sticks is all I'm picturing during that. Um, but the effect comes across very well and definitely a very noticeable thing for the aliens. And even like um, in the expanded stuff, I think Matt would probably find this interesting that like um, it's canonized that the the predator or the Yaucha are might they're carbon based but they breathe they take in one percent more oxygen and i think four percent more nitrogen because their planet is more nitrogen based so they might not i forgot like what the thing was but like biology might make their blood green even though they're still pretty similar to us like on the carbon based life form cycle thing uh so so they're like plants yeah they're basically kind of like plants yeah which is why they're always going into like um super humid areas always coming in the summer because they want to get more that nitrogen. No, <laughs> oh, interesting. The electrical sparks were retroscoped animation using the white paper pin registered on portable light tables and on black and white prints of the film frames. The drawings were composed by the optical crew for the finished effect. And this is obviously like the things like when inevitably, whenever the presenters get wet and their stuff malfunctions, that those those kind of effects, which are I think done pretty well, especially in a film in 1987 because even when you're watching the predators you're like oh like this isn't this isn't too far off from what we get in predators well also like they're like just you detailing all of the practical like i'm a sucker for practical i'm fine with cg but bad cg can really ruin something as much as i love the invisible man that was one of those issues for me um like there's just something behind practical that you can't get anywhere else so having you like break down all the usage of effects down to like using a retroscope or a rotoscope like it's it's amazing and i wish more films would go back and do that that's my comment yeah i mean and even down to like i mean they filmed all of this in mexico and even some of like the scenes like where they're kind of 
trudging through the jungle. They're obviously not shooting a, you know, Gatling gun into the jungle because they know that like the kind of damage that'll cross. Um, so we talking about Survivor like, almost did it. Why couldn't they do it? <laughs> and even at the very end of the movie, where you have the um, the jungle predator like blowing up the jungle, they didn't actually blow up the jungle, right? Like, they went to like an area of the jungle that had just experienced a forest fire, and then kind of like set their scene kind of around that. So even down to making sure that the area was preserved, they took great care in that too when making that first movie. So care more about the environment than Survivor does apparently. <laughs> So moving on from that to kind of into what Matt's kind of mentioned here and there is that despite like having just this summer blockbuster movie, there's a whole bunch of lore and things that are surrounded with the Predator and the franchise that is pretty deep. And for me, which is one of the biggest reasons why I like the Predator franchise, because I remember my uncle giving me some comics and we would talk about like the, the different arcs of like the Predator and like the different kinds of Predators and like their civilization, things like that, because there is a whole lot of that, even if we don't get it explained i think enough in the franchise outside of kind of like some exposition but in at least in like the very least in alien versus predator we kind of get established that again predator alien versus predator based on the comic first we have predators make contact with early human civilizations upon arriving on earth predators are worshipped as gods um by humans and they're taught and they taught many civilizations how to build pyramid, which is obviously an explanation and a real theory if you watch Ancient, ancient Aliens um, on why so many different ancient societies have similarly built structures and architecture. But in return, they expected human sacrifices to be hosts of the huntable xenomorphs, which we know as aliens, as the ultimate prey for initiative or like young predators. The predators would return every century to basically do it all over again until one point the xenomorphs break out of control resulting in them detonating a bomb and blowing up an entire civilization which sets up like our premise for alien versus predator which is an interesting way to do it to kind of like bring that in and i'm kind of glad they do it because like I lo- i'm a sucker for crossovers and having like alien versus predator crossover is one of the coolest things even if ridley scott doesn't like it which we'll talk about a little bit later i think <laughs> helped the franchise out a whole bunch um, I, so, I was gonna say I. Oh. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Oh no, I was gonna say like I'd always found the history, like you said, with the whole backstory and everything thing. I don't really care for the Alien franchise or stuff, but it is an out of all the crossovers we could get, it's one that does seem to fit very well yeah. together, and it's just amazing, like just how this all did come together in general. Um, like I said, the whole premise and everything and the history and the back part, like it's sad because it is interesting to see, but as you said, we don't get a lot of that in the movies per se, you know, it's kind of mentioned on and whatnot else. I don't really, like I said, I didn't care for Alien vs. Predator because I don't really care for aliens and the xenomorphs and everything else, but, you know, it is something that has kind of seemed to have been lacking for, especially for how much they've kind of built it out around the edges, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I like Alien vs. Predator. I think they would have been better served if they would have like just done the comic because the comic is like pretty pretty intense, and I think would have done better if you just like would have put it in the future. You didn't have to put it now. It's it's fine if you don't put it now. It's aliens. You can just put it whenever you want. Um, but I, I do like Alien vs. Predator in terms of like the lore because they do keep pretty similar, but not like comic accurate, I guess. But I think it's still pretty good. But we do get some more insight into kind of like the way that their society works. So um, Yaucha, or is what they're actually called in like the comics and stuff, Yaucha's motivations for hunting 
are not just for sport, but for rather honor, like Matt mentioned earlier. With the species having developed a whole tribal culture around the status of being top of the food chain as the ultimate predator, their code of honor just takes what makes them a worthy adversary, and thus they will make a predator or a clan, like thus making like a predator or a clan more respected. So the actual society operates on a class or a ranking system, um, nominally based on individuals' hunting experience and prowess, and their titles include... Um, First, at the bottom of the totem pole, the unblooded, and these are typically younger Yaucha who haven't gone on like the hunt for like xenomorphs or like have really proven themselves in battle. You have the young blood who are um, a little bit more experienced, but are still waiting for that chance to kind of um, take on a xenomorph essentially. So that's kind of what we get in Alien versus Predator, like that trio, because they always go out in those threes. We those um, are considered like young blood. Yauchas. And then once they are able to take out a um, xenomorph or some other equivalent creature, they'll become blooded Yauchas. And that's when they take out like the thing and they put the T on their heads and stuff like that. And they become blooded. And then it just kind of goes from there. So elites are blooded who have killed a lot of, a lot, a lot of things. And then leaders are elites who have killed a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And then elders are wise members of the outer race who are basically like clan leaders. And we see these in Predator 2 and we see these in Alien vs. Predator. Basically like the two people who give the souvenirs at the end of the movies, those are considered the elders. You have ancient who are very old Yaucha who are basically responsible for creating the laws. And then you have matriarchs. And the matriarch is a female counterpart to a clan leader. While clan leaders rule in off-world affairs, matriarchs rule and command Yaucha Prime, which is their homeworld, and presumably any other world that they inhabit. And despite not being super uniform in culture, Yaucha do have that kind of coat of arms. So Yaucha who are like um, cast aside or exiled are typically considered bad bloods. And these can be probably based on kind of like Robert Rodriguez's take of the things are super predators in predators. Like the trio of like bigger predators are probably bad blood. Yauchas. They really like the word blood and they put it into every ranking. Put it into every ranking, even the bad ones. I like that predators have a concept of blood. <laughs> well, I mean, I was... they have concept of something coming out. Yeah. Um, so. Now I got that. Would you kind of. I was going to say I have that Taylor Swift song stuck in my head now. Now I want the Taylor Swift song, but an AMV with of just, <laughs> just Predators. Predators, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, it's probably out there somewhere. I mean, internet exists, so I'm pretty sure that's somewhere. Uh, so like this isn't, so when you kind of get into some of the comic book stuff, it's kind of like the old school wild west days of, um, like the star Wars canon, like where some stuff isn't completely canonized or we don't know like for sure, but Yauchas are most, most likely, um, diformics because most of the females that we do see are much larger than the males that we see and are typically the ones running things on the planet and usually aren't hunters. Um, and then while we've never seen any female Yaucha in movies, which would after, like, if you know, like, some of the badass cool hunters they have, this is, like, a total travesty. Like, we need some giant-ass yauchas, like, just tearing shit up. Um, 
there are some pretty cool hunters in comics, primarily Sister Midnight and Big Mama. Uh, Sister Midnight's armor is some of the coolest armor ever. And Big Mama is a huge ass Yaucha who is like bigger than like most of the predators that we see in the movies. And she's kind of a gangster. But why would you? Okay. What? She's kind of like a big I'm mama. Actually, she's, she's, she's a nice predator, but she'll also rip no. your arms off. No. She's like a big, she's like a big mama. Like, ugly, like, like. I do want to know, Kate, I assumed you were going to talk about more than like what you were considering the way they had, they set up their culture and the way the, the whole entire ranking system and the class system. I'm actually disappointed you actually didn't have more on that because I've always because it's fascinating and something that I know that you've always talked about before. For me, in terms of like the classes, yes. My problem, or not my problem, but like I don't have too much lore. Like I think the main real predator like crossover stuff that I read was Predator and Witchblade. I think when that happened, I think Witchblade happened. I may be making that yeah. up. Okay. No, yeah. no, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, Sister Midnight yeah. is part of like that whole thing. So, yeah. like, yeah, you're on it. Um, she was really cool. So, Sister Midnight looks really cool. Her name's really cool, obviously. Big Mama just threw me for a loop. But I do actually really like the war- the lore behind. For me, alien cultures are really cool when, like, that's what I like about science fiction a lot of the time because you get to see how our personal, like, kin ship structures and get uh, and such get reimagined but one of the things that i do find actually kind of frustrating is we don't get female predators in the films even though like the lore in the comics has gone to be like oh yeah no nah, they're badasses they would also be right there messing shit up um yeah so i think like the problem with the lore is that like culturally like sister midnight and big mama and like a couple of the other ones are complete outliers like they're mainly not warriors mainly because they're at the home planet like telling everyone what the fuck to do. So they're like the bosses of these stupid ass kids who are running around like trying to kill stuff. But this is again like why like show us their planet more than like a guy just leaving the planet. Like can we get their planet? Cuz I'm sure their planet would be super cool to look at. And I would love to see like a matriarch like slap around one of like these giant predators that we see in the predators or like controlling the No, just kidding. I don't want to see anything having to do with the predator movie actually yeah no. but yeah we, we, we should we should have more of them and this is like why the human aspect is cool like you want to do human aspect stuff because you want to like make viewers feel grounded to the movie blah, blah 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 but if you just give me a movie just about like predator culture i'm about it yeah i'll be there i'll watch it you can subtitle the whole thing and i'll watch it just have them clicking i'm all right with that <laughs> i mean that doesn't bother me I don't know I'm like subtitles are weird to me I don't know like it doesn't bother me and I don't like I don't really don't mind watching movies in them or dubs or anything but I just a lot of times don't really like them because I read faster than a lot of times than what's going on are you a a yaucha does your brain just process information so fast that you can just pick up (laughs) other information and you're just like saying one-liners from other languages like they do in the movies Yes, absolutely. Which is also fascinating because, like, I guess it's also, like, not saying we don't get this before, but, like, E.T. was kind of stupid. And then we get Predators that <laughs> yeah. was, like, an advanced, like, they have technology beyond us. They're, like, smart. They're intelligent. Well, so that, you know, we're using... That's a really good point because, like, a lot of the time, and this is actually one of the big problems in science fiction, is it has to do with humans becoming a colonial force and then meeting some great big bad that will take them out but doesn't actually have a structure in and of itself so essentially like replicating stuff 
Um, so when you actually get science fiction that takes time to build out cultures, places, and motivations, it's one of those where like, oh yeah, I don't really care about the humans anymore. Again, slasher movie, I don't care about the humans a predator is killing, I care about watching the predator kill them. So give me more of that and or their motivations behind it. Well, yeah, which I mean, I guess it's me. Mama. <laughs> Because, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, that's kind of what the comics are. The comics are us being advanced and then still realizing, like, oh, wait, like, these dudes are way better than us in basically everything. And the stories, like, focus more on specific predators. Like, you get to, you get to like, know different predators by name and not just, like, oh, there's the monster there. Like, you get to, like, see them play out their culturally which, significant things in their life. Which I guess it's obviously not quite thing and i'm like i said it's the only reason why but like i've always found predator more fascinating than aliens not saying the alien xenomorph i guess technically more intelligent but like you don't get any of this from the xenomorph at all whether they're intelligent or not they're still mainly creature and they still function as creature or animal or whatever you want to say versus this yeah i mean and there's like a whole thing like we can talk about like their culture all day like how they you know are super honorable and like when a predator dies they send all of their information back to like their home planet to like study and like all this like other stuff and like they're very um there's a couple of like the books where one of the predators will be killed and like other predators will come like avenge that guy so like there's like a very kind of like ritualistic and um honor code system but one thing that i did think that was kind of interesting that the predators are technically polytheistic and they have things equivalent to the grim reaper called the black warrior who is seen as an eternal adversary who eventually wins all battles they also have a warrior gold called paya who is a who is godlike in their hunting and fighting abilities they also call him the conquering warrior they also believe in a warrior god who wields bolts of lightning and those who honor him mark themselves in their helmet that's why you have like the kind of like t thing on their helmets when they are when they become blooded. they have thor they have thor well, the god has no name, but is simply referred to as a warrior god um, and an extraterrestrial Odin. Or okay, Thor. my bad. Yeah, I guess that was my bad. Too. They got they got they they didn't want Thor. He was a kid. They wanted Odin. My bad. Yeah, they so, wanted they Adrian, wanted the big guy. Uh, how much does this remind you of the Klingons? A whole lot. I think that's why I like them so much. Yeah, <laughs> come on, dude. Come on. Man. You don't think I got a, you don't think I got a type in my aliens? I have an entire, I, when I did my undergrad thesis, I wrote an entire chapter on Klingons and their religion. Yeah. So like. Yeah. I mean, they're super you're similar. Saying like, you're saying all wrong. of this. I'm like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like I would love, give me that crossover. Give me a Star Trek Predators crossover where the Predators fight the Klingons. Klingons that'd be good. Oh, that'd be so good. Have Worf fighting one of the Aucha, please. Comic, comic people. Are you listening? do that <laughs> and then kind of for our last and we kind of talked about this so i don't think we'll spend too much time on this but the one of the biggest things and kind of like why it's still kind of in the public eye especially in the early 2000s is the alien versus predator crossovers and like i mentioned before the concept of alien versus predator originated from the aliens versus predator comic in 1989 so basically two years after the first predator we already have these things kind of in the ether of comics um, from comic book writers Randy Stradley and Chris Warner. And even past that, it's also hinted with an alien skull that appeared in a trophy case aboard the Predator ship in Predator 2. Uh, before 20th Century Fox gave Alien vs. Predator the green light, Aliens writer and director James Cameron had been working on 
a story for the fifth Alien film. Alien Alien director Ridley Scott had talked with Cameron stating, I think it would be a lot of fun, but the most important thing is to get the story right. In a 2002 interview, Scott's concept for a story was to go back to where the aliens creatures first uh, were first found and explain how they were created. This project eventually became Scott's film Prometheus in 2012, which is where we start getting like this kind of like continuity gaps and things. And then on learning that Fox intended to pursue an alien versus predator, um, Cameron believed that the film would kill the valid would kill the valid validity. I can't validity. I can't. (laughs) Matt, you know how many words you stumble on? Cameron believed that the film would kill the validity of the franchise and cease working on his story. To me, that was Frankenstein meets Werewolf. It was Universal just taking their assets and starting to play them off against each other, milking it. After viewing Alien vs. Predator, however, Cameron remarked that it was actually pretty good. I think of the five Alien films, I'd rate it third. I actually liked it. I actually liked it a lot. Conversely, Ridley Scott had no interest in the Alien vs. Predator films. When asked in May 2012 if he had watched them, Scott laughed. No, I couldn't do that. I couldn't quite take that step. I mean, so again, Ridley you, Scott's opinion on Alien vs. Predator is kind of why continuity gets a little bit weird, especially with Alien Covenant. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah, Alien Covenant. I have. Um, yes. But basically, like it goes like back and blah 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 blah. Essentially, they have David being the one who created the Xenomorphs. But the way that like fans have kind of reconciled that, who want to keep like the continuity, basically saying that David didn't create the Xenomorphs, he just basically restarted the gen- genetic line that had almost died out with the black goo that we have in the movie because it has alien uh, genetics and like human genetics, and he needed human genetics to kind of jumpstart the alien thing again. So that's how like, they kind of like brand that but really scott is like very adamant that like no like david created the xenomorphs but yeah. also we have all of this other stuff that says you're wrong really scott shut up so i don't blame we don't Ridley like scott because he brought this into existence and so i can't blame him for being like what did you do with my things why i let I can, you play I can with blame my him. things and now they're everywhere i don't blame i can blame him, him because this came out like this comic came out in like 1989 and your movie doesn't come out to 2017. And now you want to be like, Oh, Hey, but actually like you could have, you could have done a cease and desist. You could have done a whole bunch of stuff. Well, technically you can't ago. do a cease and a desist because rights are owned by companies. And those okay, companies we can be like, then retain hey, the rights. And no matter how no. much you speak out against any of them, the companies will do what they want with it. So it's not far off saying that people are just putting things together to milk their assets. You're so like, hey, I do want to know, I don't like that. Don't so do that's that. the funny thing. And the then rallied all of the every- alien fans together. Well, you know what's like, funny? No. A reporter probably didn't ask him that question when the comics were coming out. They asked him after the <laughs> so, did. They're so, like, oh, look at all these comics. Like, this is great. Oh, wait, you're making a movie about it? No, boo. I well, want to make he, another movie to make my money. I mean, honestly, I haven't read or even heard of the majority of those freaking comics. I haven't read or heard of the majority of the tying comics that we know that we've talked about on this series. I don't blame the guy. If I make something, but a studio controls it and turns it another way, I'm definitely going to jump on the chance to try to put the shit back where I want it. But... Did you see Alien Covenant? Huh? Oh, no. It's bad. I don't 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 like Prometheus. I don't like Prometheus or Covenant. So I want to know. So I do want to know, since y'all keep talking about Bang, is Prometheus good or not? 
Because I see people who love it, and I see people who hate it. And I don't know whether it's actually a good movie or a if bad movie. If you've never seen the original age- Alien films, you'll like Prometheus. So I've heard that too. <laughs> I'm of the mind that Alien vs. Predator explained Prometheus and Alien Covenant much easier than two movies did with Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Like, oh, they wanted to like make some super things to kill. And then well, they like, lost control of them sometimes. Easy. In, in honest, like, I don't like those movies. I don't think he should have retconned it, but I don't blame the guy for trying because it was his property. I don't blame him for it. But at the same time, he also made it bad, though. completely unnecessary. Like, Prometheus, fine. Let Prometheus be Prometheus. Covenant was unnecessary. It's just not good. Prometheus is at least a standalone good movie if you watch it without thinking of anything else. Yeah, I like it's not necessarily like an issue or or, or in, in relation to that, but like the engineers also are a big part of the Alien versus Predator kind of like crossover yeah. stuff too, because they're even more than xenomorphs. Like some of the aliens hunt engineers because yeah. they are like the ultimate kind of prey that thing. Makes so, sense. and then some people think that the Outra were created by the xenomorphs, which I guess makes sense because like the uh or no the the outro were created by the engineers because the engineers are obviously like super, 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 super old, like billions of years old. Yeah. Um, and, you know, creations rising up against the creators would make sense. So I think like that storyline makes more sense than what we got in Alien Covenant because some just robot like making stuff out of goo is. Yeah. No, the whole David thing was frustrating. I did not like it. It's kind of boring. I do find it interesting because Kate, you said you wanted to, um, this, you know, his stuff, he wanted to retcon, do all this stuff, but it is funny that he retconned it so badly because he wanted him, but it turned out so poorly that nobody likes it. Yep. It sucks. It sucks. So now we end Because, I mean, I guess it's... I mean, I, I, I understand what that guess is mine. I want it like this way, but I'm also kind of like, at what point do you realize, hey, somebody did something better than what I thought. Maybe I should just ride this out until that. And now you're making alien I movies that people are starting to hate. It's better. They just did it in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you didn't like what he did, so it has to be better. All I know is right now, people actually do not care for Alien yeah. that much more because I, of the last two well, movies. Well, no, so the thing is, I have a problem with the quality of the storytelling in those movies. So even if you remove it from the existing stuff, because I haven't read these comics, so I don't have all this knowledge. All I have is just the basic Alien versus Predator stuff, and I didn't find too much fault with that. It was the actual movie, because like Adrian said, or I think Adrian said it, like, he tries too hard to go over the same thing multiple times in one film. It's the storytelling aspect that makes it bad. Like it, it, I think, but I do agree with you that I feel like he got in his head and was trying so hard to do something different than what existed that he just, at almost every scene is, we're going to re-explain it. We're going to re-explain it. We're going to re-explain it. And it just becomes a slog of a movie that you lose any sort of storytelling that that was there. And Prometheus is just really alien, but Prometheus. Yes, that I do know. Or I've, yeah, but it's just been weird seeing because I, I obviously I didn't watch Alien Covenant. I've seen like most of Prometheus, but it's still one of those I just haven't sat down and watched it fully. And I'm like I said, I wasn't big in uh, Alien, and then I got confused because everybody either loved it or people hated it, or then it could tied back, but then we weren't really sure. And then it was supposed to be like a prequel, but then it wasn't a prequel. And then obviously, like I said, we had the Alien vs Predator stuff, which obviously all of this comes after Alien vs Predator, so then obviously threw it all yeah. weird from what I knew of those movies. And so that's why when I like I'm not watching Alien Covenant, didn't care. And so it's just weird that like because even like we talked about where Ridley Scott basically said I didn't want to watch these movies 
And so now we're just going to remake and retcon the whole entire thing. It just seems like, I don't know. I feel bad for Ridley Scott at some point, but I'm also like, people are actually starting, start, I mean, not that they don't dislike Alien anymore, but they start to not, there's a lot of people that just don't care about Alien anymore because of what's happened in these last, like, two movies. Yeah. Especially because Essentially, he alienated any existing fans from either franchise to make his story and then just yes. kept hitting you over the head with it. Yes. Yeah, all I'm saying is you could have got, like, you could have got Ridley Scott, like, James Cameron, like, all these people together to make a super, like, kick-ass crossover franchise. Because, like, how many of those do we actually have that are successful and do yeah. very well? And could have had an amazing thing based on, like, existing material and, like, just tweaked it a little bit instead of giving us two movies that are kind of bad at storytelling like you said like if i have to go to like a youtube video to like explain the history of your stuff like that's that's not good yeah i don't think i agree there no i agree uh okay so we'll get into some fun facts because we're um over time now um so peter cullen who is credited as the voice of the jungle predator that we have in the first predator movie also the voice of optimus prime um in the all of Optimus Primeness, which is <laughs> interesting because it's just like an interesting voice that I don't put those two together really at all. Um, if you have watched Predator, you know that there's lots of one-liners. One of my favorite is the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger throws a Bowie knife into someone, sticks them to the wall with a Bowie knife, and then says, stick around. <laughs> that line was improvised. I did not know that, and it makes me very happy to know that he improvised that line because it's so good. So Lex, who is the researcher that we have in Alien vs. Predator, is, isn't the first human to basically be accepted by the Outra with like the blood mark that we have at the very end of the movie that we see. Um, in the comics, um, Machiko, or Small Knife as she's given the nickname, was blooded after a similar situation that, that um, Lex went through in Alien vs. Predator and actually went on to live with the Outra. So you had to have those storylines kind of in the comics first of a person being, and specifically, you know, a woman being so badass that she actually went to go live with the Predator people, like, full set of armor and everything. Yeah. Predator 2 was initially the first movie in the U.S. to receive the NC-17 rating after the rating <laughs> changed from X, but after several cuts, it went back down to R. Because if you know anything about Predator 2, they just do whatever they want in that movie, and they do yes. it very bloody. There's, like, way more yes. blood in that one, I think, than any of the other predator movies but yeah and they yes. got an nc-17 rating after the change which i think is a testament to like how much they were just like screw it let's just go full tilt and just kill everybody in this movie and an interesting fact that i found out while watching the x-ray um on uh predators while i was watching it on amazon up until the predator in 2018 no predator in any of the movies was ever killed by a firearm they always did it with like a practical weapon which i think is super cool and also kind of speaks to, like, the honor system kind of thing that they follow, which I really kind of enjoyed as kind of, like, a fun fact. But then Predator messes up also, because... That's like, also why we hate this movie. Huh? Yeah. Another reason why we hate this movie. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's real bad. Real bad. <laughs> Especially just for that one point right there, because, come on, man. Like, how are you going to mess that up when you go through so many movies of them not killing Predator with actual weapons, and then you just blow it? So the fun Never. thing is I actually knew those last two fun facts. Mainly because Predator 2 comes up in pretty much any movie trivia or any type of rating thing ever. I just blew Matt's biggest contribute, like his, <laughs> one of your, your pocket questions. I just released <laughs> yeah, it to the community. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you ever, if that ever comes up in any of your trivias, you can thank Matt. Because Matt <laughs> knew them first. Because I didn't know either of those, actually. 
and that's really all I got. I mean, the franchise is fun. Um, I really don't have like a whole lot. Like this isn't again, this isn't like one of those like super deep franchises. I think the coolest thing that I like about it is that it goes from just this summer blockbuster where you're going to have Jean-Claude Van Damme run through the jungle and fight Arnold Schwarzenegger to something with pretty deep lore and cool lore um, with some pretty fun movies, some not so good movies, but at the end of the day, like if you like comics and stuff, there's a lots of predator stuff for you to kind of ingest and enjoy and hopefully I mean some somewhere down the line I'm sure we're gonna get it back again um at some point. So final thoughts and we'll get out of here. Uh Matt, you wanna go first? Yeah, um obviously I haven't really watched I Predator's a weird thing as we talked about some of these other eighties franchises that we've been rolling with for the last few months at this point. I liked Predator. I've never cared for Alien or even that stuff, but it's one of those I just feel like it was just better and it should have just stayed kind of in the 80s and stuff. Not that some of the newer stuff with the Alien Predator stuff wasn't, like, good and decent crossover stuff. But overall, just, like, between the 2018, I remember seeing that that trailer come off. And I was like, why? Why? And obviously, I haven't read a lot of the extra material, which is, like, fascinating. Because, like, I did kind of know the extra lore to the point. Not, obviously, clo- close to run this episode or anything. But, like, I knew they had a, a culture and everything. And that's why I've always found them, like, the Predator in general fascinating. Because it's not just your typical creature or monster but it just i don't know some of the stuff they've done in the last like decade or so with this thing and especially like i'm not with the last movie i'm not excited for the because i'm sure we're gonna like adrian said you're gonna get another predator movie at some point and i'm not gonna i'm honestly not gonna care sadly just because like i have fond memories of the other ones and just they've just kind of gone off the rails and it does to some point as we've mentioned before like they are just milking this for whatever they got for it and until they embrace, obviously, a full line between Alien and Predator and just let them finally just decide, this is what we're going with. Like, I just don't care because this back and forth things made it really hard to even want to watch Prometheus or The Covenant or just even some of this other stuff because, like, it's just making it weird. And I don't care about spinoff shit at this point. Um, Alien, I've always loved Alien more than more than Predator. I think it's kind of telling, given how we all have broken down on this, because Alien's the more horror one, so it's the one that I like the most, and Predator's still fun, though. Um, my final thoughts are Predator's was good, actually. And also, I'm all down for more Predator movies, but I, I just want them to actually care about the source material, actually care about doing something, and just kind of lean back into what made it great um i'd be totally down for robert rodriguez picking up one not just producing but actually directing one and making it crazy as hell um that being said i think with both predator and alien they've both reached a point in their shelf life where they're where the what most people would know insofar as visual medium is just kind of everywhere uh so it sucks that way but i i mean i still like it i do really wish i had the game to play though Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> Go watch Predators. Not the Predator. Predators. Which is also very confusing because I found out that, like, the original title for the movie was supposed to be, like, The Hunter. And they changed it to, like, The Hunter. And then they were going to do The Predator. So they just, like, repurposed the name of the original movie by doing The Predator, which is annoying and, like, a terrible way to, like, title your movies. So go watch Predators and Predator, not <laughs> The Predator. <laughs> Drop the article, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so Concrete jungle. So, as Concrete always, jungle. 
As always, if you'd like to support us a little more, you can head over to patreon.com slash butwhytheopc. And if you want to follow us on all of our social media at butwhytheopc and find me at ohmymythrandier on Twitter. Adrian? Yep, you can find me at superreese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-S-E-93 on Twitter. Matt? You can find me. I'm going to jump over a trash can because that's what you find in the concrete jungle. Oh, my God.